So we're back after how long has it been? Three weeks. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's my fault. I, I went on holiday. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, a bit of a whirlwind coming back, but but all good. It's uh, it's, it's tough to switch off when you when you're away, but I did my best. In fact, what was it, it was kind of aided by the worst ever internet connection in the history of the universe where we were staying, um, which was annoying, but actually probably not, probably not a bad thing really. No, I think that's that's ideal because you you just would you would be able to switch off quite as well. I think if you had you know fiber plumbed into your holiday cottage, that's that's not what you need when you're on holiday. Um, we've got it looks like a long list to to talk through today, but weirdly enough, it's it's not actually because it's kind of um, as we were saying just before we we started recording, it's kind of dominated by one device, isn't it? Which we've both got which we'll come on to in a bit. Um, but weirdly, not that much has happened in the last three weeks, really, has it? There's not been a, a massive amount of stuff. There's been little things here and there and a few product launches, but um, there's certainly not really been, been any big Apple things that have happened that I can remember anyway. I mean, it's time's gone very quickly over the last two or three weeks. But, um, but regardless of that, the, the first thing on the list is actually becoming a dad, uh, the one month later review. Well, it was one month at the time I put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> how long's it actually been i think it's been about nine weeks now i think he's nine weeks yeah. old eight or nine um so it's kind of a kind of a two-month review really but uh but yeah it's um well you know what it's like times two um it's overwhelming but fantastic amazing it's just i think time again time goes incredibly quickly we can't get over how much he's changing already even at just like nine weeks old, he looks like a miniature human being now, as opposed to this tiny little thing that can't do anything for itself. He's still fairly, you know, well, massively dependent on both of us, but he is starting to, um, he's really aware of everything. Although he's been quite aware from quite an early stage. He's been very kind of eyes open and looking around and catching your eye and stuff. But um, he's really getting to the stage now where he's starting to, you know, instigate little plays and stuff like that and laugh at you and it's um yeah it's frightening how quickly they change did did, did you find that oh yeah both both times it's just the it's almost like every every week you get a new a new child almost the just the new stuff they can do and um yeah, well, we're 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 <laughs> we're enjoying it more the second time round. Okay, that's good. Um, because obviously the first time round we didn't know what we were doing, but now we sort of did the did the first one, and now in December we welcomed our second daughter, and we're we're a bit more chilled out this time because I don't know I don't know if you'll find you're just constantly like checking out oh, is, is that noise normal should yeah. they be doing that you know <laughs> just bricking it all the time uh and then yeah this, this second time around we're, we're able to sort of just take it all in a bit more however it is you think right okay done the first one she's doing pretty well um this the second one we know what we're doing it's going to be fine it's not it's not fine at all it's you think well it's just going to be twice the work you know we've got we've got all of the gear already from the first time round that we can reuse and you know, we're well equipped but 
it's a whole it's it's an order of magnitude more difficult with with two of them because the the older one is just completely insane has no regard for her own safety it's just you know really pushing boundaries and exploring all of the stuff that she can do with all of her sort of uh, three years of understanding of what's going on around her and then yeah you've got the seven month old now who is you know still obviously completely dependent on us and requires a lot of attention and just managing those two extremes is quite a bit harder than we were expecting i'm I'm not surprised at all i mean (laughs) one is hard enough um i've been ever so lucky i mean jen's just done she's done the lion's share really she's obviously off work at the minute and um she made it very clear right from the start that she's happy for me just to crack on with the business as much as i need to because I'm not the sort of I'm not running a sort of business where I can just give it to someone else, and it's at a point now where it's in such a important phase. Um, it's never as important as my family at all, and I'd close it all down tomorrow if I had to. But um, I'm not in that position at the moment, and things are going well. So she's really taken the mantle incredibly. So during the week, she's the, the one doing the feeds and stuff in the night. I do some of that at the weekend because um, we, we, when we when it first when we first. Um, got home and we we kind of like you say you got that initial period with them where you're just crapping yourself about everything and got, you've got no idea what's going on what you're supposed to be doing um we did both we, we shared the feeds and stuff and it completely wiped me out um for about two weeks afterwards and i was really struggling to, to concentrate i remember going to the gym i think the week I, I went back to work and i was lying there on the bench and um genuinely just thought i could just go to sleep now <laughs> just fall asleep on this gym bench uh, i didn't obviously but um i've never felt like that before and it took me a long time to get over that and i, I said to jen i said I, I i i know what you mean now i genuinely as much as i want to be doing this during the week and helping you and making sure you get your sleep i can't run a business and do this it's such it's a full it's more than a full-time job actually because you do it all day and then you do it most of the night as well um and he's getting to the stage now actually harrison where he is sleeping longer throughout the night so it's, it's actually getting a little bit easier but you're still you know you're still waiting for him to wake up you're not getting full a full night's sleep or jen isn't really um so yeah it's it's such a it's such a big job such a it's the biggest job you'll ever have hardest job you'll ever have it's the most responsibility you'll ever have um but i think when when you're operating as a as a pair i'm sure you guys find this it's 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 all about teamwork isn't it and respecting that one person needs to do this and you know when, when i finished at the studio for example i go home and i sit with him for a couple of hours while Jen does all the things she wanted to do <laughs> during the day but couldn't do uh, and it's the best time for me because i've got you know, my son kind of lying on me, which is the best feeling ever. Um, and she gets her stuff done. So it's definitely a balance, isn't it? It's, um, but nothing prepares you for it at all, which is amazing when you think how long human beings have been around. It's not like we're a new model. These babies aren't, they're not new, are they? They've been around a long time. Yet every single new parent has that same thing, which is like, shit, what, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> and then you speak to other parents and they all say the same thing, which was, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we got home from the hospital, put, put him or her in the, um, you know, in the, in the middle of the room and just thought, now what? Um, so yeah, it's a journey of discovery, isn't it really? Yeah. I'll just a heads up. You enjoy this period of, uh, of better sleep <laughs> because there are various regressions along the way. Have you got either the book or the app wonder weeks? No, it's it's a godsend okay so it's the result of a bunch of studies that 
some people did i should should have done more homework on it really but um anyway we got we got this book and this app and you can you can pretty much set your clock to the the timeline so they they break down a baby's development into things called leaps um and so they'll tell you when baby is likely to be crankier and explain why because um you know they've they've figured out you know baby now has got a concept of of space or how far away you are or baby now has a concept of um you know cause and effect and you know very rudimentary obviously but you know you it you you key in the their birthday and then it calculates um these leaps when they're likely to happen and so yeah you'll have periods where everything's cool and you know they're sleeping well and then you'll get like sort of maybe three weeks where they're especially irritable and why and what you can do to sort of help them through so if you you know you just imagine that every couple of months they're just getting a completely new level of understanding of just like hang you know what that what that, is this that yeah well that wasn't there before and it's, it's very, you know extraordinarily overwhelming um but yeah if you haven't got the wonder weeks okay get involved it's brilliant yeah the leap thing i think jen was looking into that before the birth actually that rings a bell so yeah we'll, we'll do that definitely i mean he had his injections uh, a couple of days ago and that that was an experience because he it, before then he'd been great you know he'd been kind of just fairly chilled and stuff and that we'd never seen him cry like that before so it's things like that where he suddenly realised that he's dealing with this, what is actually pain and, and that sort of stuff and discomfort and, that he hasn't experienced before. So oh, yeah. the jabs um, are harrowing, aren't they? Horrible, yeah, <laughs> absolutely horrible. But um, but again, it's all part of the uh, part of life's rich tapestry, isn't it? That's what it's all about. But um, I'm loving it. Yeah, I suppose as a, as a wrap up of the review so far, the, the two month <laughs> review, um, it's it's just amazing. It's just it's it's just very overwhelming and. Um, completely life-changing i think it does make you realize as well that people who go into this um and, and don't perhaps think too much about how it might impact their lives and at what stage you know i'm a relatively old dad i think at nearly 42 um maybe not old but i'm on the the older side of being a dad um i wouldn't have been ready for this at 30 um probably even at 35 i wouldn't have been ready for it so it's that's been quite a lesson for me as well i think it was the right time to to go for it even though there's never a right time, really. Yeah, no, there is never a right time. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm with you. That I, yeah, certainly I, because we had our first when I was 37. Mm. So I'm 40 now. Um, on the one hand, I do wish we'd done it earlier because I'm just so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I'd have been rubbish. Yeah. I'm less selfish these days. I think that's. I think when you, you've probably found this, when you go past the age of forty, all you start thinking about is how long you've got left, and um, yeah. how much you've got to make the most of every day and everything. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Back when I was in my thirties and certainly in my twenties, I was didn't give a toss about anything really. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just it's great. It's amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll keep doing these updates. I think because it, it might help. I'm sure we've got you know, new parents listening to this and. Uh, there must be quite a few of those in our audience, but um, yeah. So that, that that's uh, that's that side of things. Um, the next thing on the list is the the forthcoming vlogging channel, which was a bit yeah, of a surprise. Well, for that's exciting. Yeah. So for, I suppose people who don't know, um, I when was it? it was, was it Saturday? Saturday or Sunday this week? I um, sent a 
monthly newsletter to my member plus and, and super member patrons. Um, they're two tiers that get an extra video every month, basically. And I've always struggled to know what to do with that video because I want to give them some value. And obviously, you, you're actually on that list yourself, Rob, so I want to make sure you get some value out of your your hard-earned cash that you're spending every month. Um, it's been tricky, actually, but I've always had this long kind of overarching goal of creating a second vlogging channel. But it was much further in the, in the, in the, in the, in the distance, really, so it was kind of a 2023 thing. Um, but I, I've i been getting more and more addicted to Peter Lindgren. Uh, do, you, do you watch his stuff? I, I'm vaguely familiar with the name. I can't place him though, so no, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a follower. But yeah. I, I'm sure I've watched some of his stuff. I recognise the name for reasons I don't know. He's very sort of camera centric, so he does a lot of yeah, camera type stuff. He's a bit of a uh, Peter McKinnon, really, um, on, on a slightly smaller scale. It's a much bigger channel than me, but not quite as big as as Peter. But um, but yeah, he, he's got a second vlog channel, and I've just been binging those basically. Uh, and it feels like he's kind of taken the mantle from. Casey Neistat, who obviously I'm a big fan of as well. And um, yeah, I, I've I've been watching more and more of those and just thinking, maybe I should do this a bit sooner. And I just suddenly thought while I was away, why don't I use the, in the nicest possible, possible way, use the Members Plus and Super Member uh, monthly, monthly video to get used to the vlog, vlogging process and, and just send them a vlog two or three every month um, and see how it goes. So I did it on a bit of a whim. Um, and it's it's again it's a bit I think I, I talked about the the studio tour process in 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 this room which was much much harder than I thought it would be. It's the same thing with vlogging. It's um I you have quite it's, it's easy to have quite a romantic idea of it. It looks you know walking around talking to yourself and doing a, a nice edit on it. It's much harder when you do it, and it makes you realise how good people like I, we, I knew Casey Neistat was very talented anyway, but you realise how good he is and how good other vloggers are who have really kind of made made a name for themselves doing that because um, it's damn hard you know you've got to think about camera settings you've got to think about you know what you're filming and I, I did a kind of coffee montage at the start which took absolutely forever um because i'm trying to get the, the iso right and trying to get the framing right even though it doesn't have to be perfect it never has to be perfect with, with vlogs um but you do need to show what you <laughs> you, have, you have to have some usable footage um and it's really tricky um, but you had, the, uh, you had the obligatory camera in the fridge <laughs> snippet. Yeah, which you were horrified to hear there was there was actually the, the Sony FX3. It wasn't a, a GoPro or anything. It's completely bad. Yeah, it was only in there for 10 seconds, to be fair. but um, That's te still 10. It's, a f it's five grand's worth of camera and lens. 10 seconds in the fridge is 10 seconds too long. <laughs> it's completely insane. Yeah, there was that. When I closed the fridge, there was a there was a moment. I was thinking, what on earth are you doing? Um but yeah, so it, it was um, it was good fun. I, I think that the biggest challenge I've got with this is the editing time because the filming, although that is tricky, that does get easier, and it's all about having the right kit and being able to very quickly start filming and all that sort of stuff. So I can I can work that out. But um, the, the biggest concern I've had is the editing process. You know, how long will, will an edit take? I don't really have that time to do that at the moment. Um, and also, this channel is, isn't isn't designed as a revenue generator to begin with. It's just going to be something that I do to create myself, you know, keep myself creatively fresh and build a slightly different audience over there and um, and do that sort of stuff. So it's it's not as imperative as the main channel. So I can only I can only devote so much time to it. But the edit I think took about forty minutes. I managed to do it quite quick because um, it is a bit rough and ready. You haven't got to worry too much about it. Um, 
as long as there's some sort of narrative going through it. But um, so that was quite encouraging, and uh, I was quite happy with the with the end result. I mean, you've seen it. I don't know what you thought, but it was. Um, in fact, you, you did say it was all right, didn't you? But it's uh, it was a good first start, a good first um, jab at it. I think. Yeah, no, I love all that stuff. So I mean, I think you've got within your audience, you've got the people that that are there for the main content. You know, they are genuinely interested in tech and they want to see what you think about the latest gadgets. And then you've got your your more hardcore followers, your Patreons and your Discords and, and that, who are who are more interested in the behind the scenes and the making ofs. So, you know, they'll they'll they you've got people who stumble across your channel, you've got people who are subscribed and, you know, if if you're talking about something that they're interested in, then they'll make sure to check in and get your opinion. And then you've got the people who really appreciate your behind the scenes, your, where, where you, you talk about the videos that you've made and the, the challenges that you've faced. And I mean, certainly even on Discord, we, we sometimes get real time, you know, where you've dropped a lens or, you know, <laughs> hit yourself in the eye with a camera or whatever. You know, we, you get to hear about that in real time. <laughs> so I, I think taking it a step further and actually, uh, yeah, doing a Peter McKinnon, Casey Neistat style vlogging thing, I think I think you'll see a lot of success with that. Hopefully, talking yeah. of six, sorry, no, carry no, on. no, go for it, go. And I will say, talking of success, you're everywhere now. You've, you've, you're you're experimenting with the reels and the TikToks and everything, aren't you? I'm all I'm all, all up in the TikToks now. I'm do, <laughs> doing the TikToks. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I suppose to to put some. Um, substance around this. So I've recently uh, employed the services of a PR person. Um, I've got a, got got her on, bo- on board for about three months as a bit of a tester. Um, and she's doing really well so far. There's a few things who, she's who working Who approached who? Um, it was through someone else, actually. So it was one of these kind of networking things where I was looking for a, um, a business kind of mentor, coaching person at the end of last year. And I spoke to this guy up in Manchester um, and we didn't end, end up working together at all, actually. He, he's a business coach, freelance business coach. And we didn't end up working together, but we got on quite well. And since then, he's put me in touch with two or three people who have actually been really genuinely useful. And she was one of them. Um, again, it just proves it's worth talking to people. You don't have to work with people to, to get these kind of connections and things. So, um, But yeah, he put me in touch with her and uh, again, we hit it off pretty quickly and she's got really good connections. So she's got connections with a lot of mass media. Um, she's managed to get me potentially two new sponsorships already. Um, she's hopefully getting me on a podcast with a, a, a guy who's um, a BBC presenter who runs his own podcast. Um, so she's doing really well, actually. Um but the big thing she's doing and the big thing she kind of picked up on when we first started talking was social media. And my when it comes to Twitter, Instagram and now TikTok, um, I've, they've always played second fiddle to the channel, really, and to things like this, to the, to the podcast. I've just not put as much effort into them as I should do. Um, Instagram is probably the one where, where I have put a bit more effort in with things like stories and you know that sort of stuff. But um, up until two or three weeks ago, I'd never done a reel before. Like I say, I never had a TikTok account either. And some of that was just because I'm a bit, I, I, need, a, I need a lot of convincing about short form content because I still think that you, it's, it's tricky to build a, a relationship with the audience in a 30, 40, you know, 60 second video. Um, but she pointed out straight away that I, I need to get on with it because that is where a lot of the engagement is. Um, it's also what, what attracts a lot of sponsors to get down to the nitty gritty, really. If you've got a bigger following on Instagram, they like that. Uh, and you'll quite often find a lot of 
big YouTubers will move a lot of their sponsored content to Instagram reels and things like that because it just it goes off the charts. Um, so yeah, and I've had I had my first experience of that uh, last weekend. Uh, so after the holiday, came back to the studio to do a bit of catching up um, and noticed that I had one to do uh, item that I'd kind of completely forgotten about which was to publish a, a reel on Instagram um, that I'd had. And basically, it was just a, a cut-down version of the um, AirPods Max versus Sony XM5 review. So I'd, I'd basically got an external editor to take that original YouTube video, cut it down to about a minute, and create a reel from it. Um, but I'd completely forgotten to do, do anything with it. So that Sunday morning, I just spotted it and thought, oh, might as well post it on Instagram. Didn't think anything of it. Published it at about half eight in the morning, I think. Uh, this was during the vlog day. This was the vlogging process. Um, and uh, again, didn't think anything of it. And then suddenly my phone just went nuts within two or three minutes. Um, and within 10 minutes, it had a thousand views, over a thousand views. And it kept going and going and going. And um, the likes that kept coming through and the comments and things. I've, you don't, I don't get that on YouTube. So for me, a really good YouTube video will perhaps get thousand twelve hundred views in about half an hour 40 minutes if, if that happens that's good that's we're on to we're, we're on to a pretty good thing there i've never had had a thousand views in 10 minutes on youtube ever and when you bear in mind that instagram account that i have has got 600 followers and the youtube account i have has 70 nearly seventy two thousand followers um it just says it all and, and tiktok I, you know I, I didn't have a tiktok account before sunday last week created it and since then i think in total it's it's achieved nearly 10,000 views in total across all the videos um 500 likes or something 40 followers or something like that really quick growth like ridiculously quick growth compared to youtube compared to what i'm used to personally um yeah and and the the, the other thing that's quite encouraging is that i'm just taking longer form content that i've made already so longer form videos and squeezing them down to a minute 90 seconds whatever classic um, repurposing content that's your it's your favorite my, thing isn't it that's my thing i, I love repurposing <laughs> content because it saves so much time and it, and it works and uh, but i didn't think it would work for for short form video um but it seems to be working at the moment it's, it's early days i mean i'm gonna have to you know come up with a proper strategy for all this but um it's yeah it's quite it's quite exciting how, how do you turn that engagement into revenue? So I don't know anything about the Instagrams or the TikToks because I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> how do you make money on this? It's a sponsorships, is it? Yeah, I mean, as far as TikTok is concerned, I don't really know. I know you can monetize TikTok content, I think. Um, I'm far more interested in Instagram because if, I think like I mentioned a moment ago, if you've got a, a decent following on Instagram, if you've got tens of thousands of followers um, and you're active on there, you know, you, you're regularly putting up videos and things, um, brands like that, because <clears throat> for, for them it's a short, sharp um, advert basically. You know, I follow certain. Take that. You know, the, the tech chap, for, for instance, he's got a million followers on, um, or more than that, on uh, YouTube, and I'm not sure how many he's got on um, Instagram, but it's probably in the hundreds of thousands. Um, he puts a lot of sponsored content through there. Um, yeah, are you going to check? I think I think he's got something like 200k, maybe less. I don't know, but you do find, like I say, that he's putting a lot of sponsored content now through his Instagram account. Um, okay, which. That's interesting from my perspective. And twenty-seven thousand he's got. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how you monetize it. You, you can't. There's no part in the program that I'm aware of through those those uh, channels. But um, so yeah, it's it's just been an interesting addition to the 
to this brand really and it's 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 nice because it's different it's something different to work on it's a different type of content um so yeah i'm quite enjoying it but you're not no, you're not I a tiktok yeah, no i haven't got the instagrams or the tiktoks or any of that stuff really yeah i mean i've got a, i've got a friend he runs the he's he he runs he's mr london you ever seen the at london no instagram I think that I mean that's massive, that's as you can imagine. So uh, what had happened there is someone had registered it uh, just years ago and never done anything with it. And he lives in London, and he just approached Instagram and said, "Look, no one's doing anything with this. Can I? Can I have? Can I have it?" And they were like, "Yeah, all right." And uh, I think he's got like two point seven million followers now. And basically, his his life now is being courted by all the fanciest, swankiest places in london and he just gets to do everything he's he goes to wimbledon he gets like fancy cars to drive around he gets to stay in all the best hotels and eat all the best food that is literally his job is just living an incredible life in london um and photographing it what what a life well yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's I, I think I love this stuff, but it does it concerns me slightly about YouTube in terms of where what this all means for for longer form YouTube content. Um, I mean, I, it's not going to die a death tomorrow at all, but I think there's definitely been a bit of a dip in views, hundred percent, and subscriber numbers as well. They're they're, they're fluctuating wildly at the moment. So my channel had its best uh, month ever, I think, in July this year. It did something like over 670,000 views in one month. And typically it kind of hovers between 400 to 500-ish, sometimes less. Um, but if you look at the, the kind of graph for, for this year, it's all over the place, both for subscribers, for views, engagement, everything. Um, but then you look at things like TikTok and Instagram, and it's all fairly consistent in terms of the way it's growing. Um, so yeah, it worries me a little bit, because as much as I know I need to do this short-form content, I'd never want to stop doing the longer, in inverted commas, form stuff because I can't review a phone or a headphone in 90 seconds. I can cut down a longer review to have some kind of 90-second soundbite about it, but I can't do a 90-second review of something. Um, but again, it comes down to people's attention spans, doesn't it, which is so short these days, particularly younger generations, I think. Is that fair? I don't know if that's fair or not. Yeah, I think I think we've we've all sort of seen our attention spans reduce because we just keep getting these bite-sized dopamine hits thrown at us by all the algorithms and i think you just sort of you you just become used to it yeah but yeah no i'm i'm more i'm still old-fashioned kind of i prefer a longer form content myself good that's what i want to hear rob i want more people like you um so yeah that's my foray into the tiktoks um i'll put, we'll perhaps put a link in the description uh, in, in the show notes to the accounts just so people can check them out um should we talk some tech should we talk some stuff uh, what have we got on the list oh yeah we yeah, do that we, don't we that's what we do kind of what we're here we for talk about it? tech um <laughs> one thing that has just jumped out at me on the uh, list is the m2 macbook air which we we haven't spoken about have we because we haven't well, no, I think it came out the same week that um, you managed to blag that chat we had with uh, Max Tech. With That's Dean. right. So we haven't done a podcast since, I have, uh, since I've had mine, have we? Um, no. You don't have one, do you? And, and, and no. That's not going to change? You're going to stick with your own one? I've, I've 
so the plan was originally to wait for the M2 MacBook Air, and then I got that ridiculous deal on an M1. It was like an Amazon warehouse deal, Prime Day. So you know the, the Amazon warehouse deals, they sort of just have customer returns and stuff. And this thing came; it was pristine. It had like ten charge cycles or something. Still had the new, the most of the Apple Care warranty left. Um, but it was like six hundred and eighty quid. So I was like. Is the M2 MacBook Air, when it arrives, going to be twice as good? Because I, you know, I, I think we, we, when we've talked about it before, we assumed that they were going to bump the price up a bit because they can. Because if anything, the M1 MacBook Air is a little bit too keenly priced. It was a bit of a no-brainer, wasn't it? And that's not really the Apple way. You kind of you expect it to be. You expect an Apple purchase to be a bit painful, um, and the M1 MacBook Air wasn't a thousand dollars thousand pounds it was you couldn't really touch it you know, anywhere near with anything else it's a it's a bit of a harder sell the m2 macbook air i think so i don't see anything in there that really compels me to go away certainly not from an m1 if i if i didn't have a an apple silicon laptop or i was coming from an intel machine yeah absolutely why not go for the m2 although even then i think i would being the penny pinching scrooge that i am i would probably <laughs> still go for the m1 macbook air because it it's you know 95 percent of the way there for 25 percent less money i completely agree that there's no reason to upgrade from the m1 to the m2 there's, there's no there's no tangible difference in terms of performance um either way funnily enough uh, you know I've, I've got the base model of both now so i've got the base model m1 and the base model m2 with the um disastrous 256 gig ssd and in reality when you use that thing you just it's just the same it's just the same laptop basically it's a bit quicker and that's probably because it's brand new and all the rest of it but um i've not noticed any if you put them side by side they're they're identical in, in normal everyday use, you know, if you start doing benchmarks, things change. But who sits there doing benchmarks with both laptops in front of them? Me yeah. and Max Tech, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I always i I've been one of the, I've been one of the people that's been moaning about MagSafe having gone away for years, and then. I got the M1 MacBook Air, and I think I charge it once every ten days. Yeah, so that's a fair point. MagSafe, it just isn't an issue because it's <laughs> you need to charge it so infrequently that it's it doesn't matter. I mean, some people have said it, it frees up the the two ports, doesn't it? Which is true, but then I don't think that many MacBook Air users need to use both USB C ports at the same time. It's not really that yeah. sort of laptop. It's not, I mean, yeah, my MacBook Pro, the, the, the 16 inch MacBook Pro, has always got things hanging out of it, whether it be a couple of SSDs or, in this case, you know, it's, it's connected to my audio interface. There's always at least one or two things connected to it because it's a pro machine. It's a, for me, it's a, it's a pro device in every, in, every, in every single way. Whereas the MacBook Air, for me and for you and for most other people, it's this thing that you sit down on, on the sofa with and just bash away doing normal work or you know, hobbies, whatever it might be. And it does that stuff brilliantly. Um, and the M2 version does it brilliantly as well. It's just shinier, newer, uh, thinner. Um, I don't know if it's actually actually, actually any lighter, but it feels lighter. It's that kind of um, effect it has. But um, it, it, it kind of looks a little bit more modern somehow. Um, but it's, there's no reason to buy it. There's no massive kind of... Um, 
uh, upgrade that makes that that particular price jump worth it because it is a big leap in price, uh, which is the biggest problem, and it's the biggest problem for everything at the moment. You know, every review I'm doing at the moment, um, I'm, I'm publishing a review today about um, a pair of earbuds which I think are better than the AirPods Pro, and when you look at the the reasons for it, there's a few things where they these other air, air Airbuds, earbuds, whatever they're called, um, they do fall down compared to the AirPods Pro, but you keep coming back to the price. And these ones that I'm looking at are seventy quid cheaper than the AirPods Pro. And at the moment, when people are paying three hundred and fifty quid a month for their electricity and heating bills, plus more than that, um, I think price is everything at the moment. And if something doesn't have a really compelling reason, and like you say, MagSafe isn't a compelling reason, the new design isn't a compelling reason, as nice well, as it is. Well, unless, you, unless you take the braided, the lovely colour-coordinated braided cable, plug the MagSafe in at one end, and then take the USB-C <laughs> in and plug it into itself, and then you get unlimited power, don't you? I know. How does that even work? It does. <laughs> it, it charges itself, doesn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. The, the braided cable is lovely. The, the, the cables that Apple give you with their new kit, so whether it be the iMac or the M2 MacBook Air, um, the MacBook Pro, the studio display, they've, they've really, no one talks much about it, but they're so nice. But, and that, that M2 MacBook um, charging cable is lovely. Uh, but again, it's not worth the extra, however much it is over the you know, 250 quid over the, um, the M1 version. So, yeah, it's it's a really tough sell, I think. But I think it, it will still sell like hotcakes. Loads of people will buy it because they just want the new one, which is fine. Um, just very quickly, on the midnight colour, the, the smudges, I wrote about this this week. Um, it doesn't really matter after a while. I think I made a great big deal about it in my reviews just because it was a new... It was new, and I wasn't used to seeing quite that many smudges on on a laptop. But the more you use it, the more you just forget about it, actually. And because it's such a dark colour, you don't you rarely see them actually, unless they just happen to catch the light. If you're sat there with it open and you happen to walk past the desk, you can't see it because it's it's just such a dark laptop. It looks black, basically. But um, yeah, well, you're going to cover it in stickers eventually, anyway. So it one day, matter, does it? <laughs> I think what will be interesting with it is how it copes with these these chips um in terms of the the paint chipping away because it is true that you do start to see a little a few little nicks and things around the USB-C connection not, tiny not tiny that for years anyone that's had a space yeah. gray macbook will know that yeah you you get some wear and tear around the ports 100 percent, and hopefully it, it, it just remains there it's whether or not it, you know we see it anywhere else in the case i mean some people are kind of speculating that that might happen but that's just guesswork i mean who knows my guess is personally that apple has kind of kind of countered this and they're they're aware of that issue so it's unlikely to happen but um yeah there's not much else to say about it really so it's a lovely laptop fantastic do it all machine very easy to carry around um looks great but yeah the m1 version is the is it's achilles heel really because it's just such a good that's such a good laptop well that's the thing isn't it so yeah i mean i don't i don't if you if you want the slightly brighter screen and the better webcam and the full was it's got a, the the function row is full height isn't it not that the half height ever really offended me on the on the other one and the magsafe it's it does i mean they're all nice to have they're all nice i don't know that even combined they're worth 25 percent premium over an m1 no they're not because it doesn't really move things forward like you can still only attach one external display i think if you if they if you could hook up two external displays i might have considered it 
but as it mm. stands, yeah, you can only do that with the with the pros. Yep. So yeah, so unless you you really want a better webcam and a, a, a slightly brighter display and MagSafe, and it's you know a bit faster, but not in ways that anyone's going to notice day to day. No. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't doesn't stack up for me personally. No. But if, you know, but if you want one, just because you want one, because it's the new shiny thing, that's a perfectly legitimate reason to buy one and go for it. But, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Go. And you won't be disappointed either. And like I've said in, in all my reviews, the that the, the base model's fine. You won't have a problem with it at all. Just just buy it, enjoy it. Um, cool. So that's the M2 MacBook Air done. Uh, before we get into the main event, in terms of the main product we wanted to talk about, there is uh, the Insta360 stuff, which I think we've talked about briefly on here, haven't we? Uh, they, they've had a mention. I don't know that we've gone into much detail. I think you just recently got them, and like you took them for a run or something, and you were reasonably yeah. impressed. But yeah, did, did you take them on holiday? I saw you got some. You, you managed to bust your drone out while you were on holiday. I did. Did you, I, did you have a play with the? I did. Yeah, yeah. So for, for people who aren't aware, Insta three sixty make a, a whole bunch of kind of action type cams and three hundred sixty degree um, uh, cameras and. I, in fact, you you had them before me, didn't you? So you had the One X two and the Go two. Did you have both? You got both. Well, I bought the Go two initially, and I was so impressed with it. I went and bought the Big Daddy One X two with the you know the, the, the big chunk. Yeah, they're they're so much fun. They really. That's what's that's, that's what I like about them. Yeah, I think so. So the Go two is like a, ve- a tiny little um, action cam, a bit like a, it's a like Go. the size of your thumb. It's literally tiny. that big, <laughs> ridiculously small. Um, it, it only shoots. Is it? 1080 is it, is it 1440 i can't think what the, i can't remember it's it's good enough anyway it's good enough for what it is it's tiny it's, it's much much smaller than a um a gopro for instance um and the one x2 is their kind of consumer level 360 degree camera and that's the one that i featured on the channel for my um, i think the summer accessories video um and yeah, I took them both took them both away with me, and because I'm I'm doing a kind of roundup review of those two cameras and potentially their webcam, uh, which we'll mention in a moment um, later in the, in the summer. But um, so I needed to get some footage, and I don't know about you, but I just became quite addicted to filming stuff, um, particularly time lapses with the Go to. Um, I love the fact it's got the it's got a kind of built-in kickstand, hasn't it? So it's got it's got these two little legs that you can on on the case. It's like it's like a um, an AirPods Pro charging case, isn't it? That you put it into, and um, it just makes it so easy just to you know plonk on the table. And if, if you compare it with something like a, a smartphone, because obviously you can do you can do time lapse on your iPhone, but you have to prop it up somewhere. You have to get a little stand out and mess around with it. Whereas the Go Two, you just flip open those two little legs. Plonk it down, and away it goes. Um, it's very convenient for that. Um, it's got the pendant as well. Is it, do they call it the pendant that you put around your neck and yeah, magnetise? I don't know the official term, but yeah, so it's sort of like a, it's got a, a magnetic medallion that you can put <laughs> under your t-shirt and then uh, plonk it on to get a a, a first person view, like Flavor Flav, but with a uh, yeah. <laughs> an action cam. Um, that's a good reference for anyone who, who's listening um, but yeah I, I love them I think they're fantastic and uh, the, the, the One X2 in particular the, the 360 cam is very it can be very creative with that and it's mind bending how it works the, the fact you don't really have to point it anywhere you just start you just press record let it start filming and then in the edit suite you can kind of swing around the the field of view and um, and kind of just you know check out the entire world around you it's it's amazing yeah, I love it. You just you just point it vaguely in the direction of the thing you want to capture, and then 
reframe it after the fact and yeah just anything that was there at the point it was recording you can you know swing the cam the camera around so to speak and look at that or go fully the other way around i just and you find that you you know you've gone out and there's a bit of footage that you sort of got accidentally almost just because you were walking around going from one place to another or but then because you can reframe it and you can do all kinds of wacky things you can actually turn that into something that's quite fun yeah. to look at so yeah. you just, you, it's just it's a really fun creative process just taking this this 360 degree footage and then t- you know turning it into 2d footage if, essentially it's yeah i love them i don't know that i'd get that that new one with the because they've, they've got a fancy one like a prosumer like a, t- a step up from mm. the one x2 it's about 800 quid but it's got like a one inch sensor and leica lenses on it i don't think i need that really just for, for asking about like i do but i don't know is it something that you've had a look at I've looked at it, yeah. I, I don't, I, again, I don't think I'd need it, really. I, I think both of these, I think the One X2 and the Go2 will play quite a big role in the in the vlog channel, just because it's particularly the Go2 for, for time-lapse stuff um, and kind of you know, uh, first-person point-of-view stuff as well. Um, but again, the quality, I mean, it's, it'd be nice to have a one-inch one sensor and like a glass and stuff, but it makes no difference really to, to the end result, depending on what you're doing with it. So for me, yeah. I, I think the key thing with these kind of... Um, products is how off how long you're going to you know is, is it a honeymoon phase when you first get it you take it on holiday are, are you still using yours can you see yourself using them going forward yeah no i think they're brilliant because yeah like you say it's just although i can take video on my phone it's not quite as set and forget yeah. as the one x2 so the thing i like about that is because of the fact that you can re- you don't have to be sitting there f- looking at the the viewfinder you just hit record and then you go about your business and then you just know it's it would have captured everything yeah and it's fine that's what i like about it so yeah my all my family videos are now pretty much shot on the one x2 where where they used to be done on the iphone which you know has much better quality obviously Mm. because it's not it's not cropping out a tiny rectangle from a spherical image it doesn't matter it's a bit you know in terms of capturing the moment capturing the feeling it's it's a it's a wonderful thing yeah 100 percent. and also I, what i quite like is the fact that i just keep record i keep filming things and forgetting that i've done it so occasionally i'll dip into the memory card and see what's on there and like the other day i, I totally forgot that i'd attached the go-to to one of the family dogs a little while ago and uh you know she was running through the garden and stuff and coming to the kitchen and you could kind of see her, her tongue hanging out and stuff like that and it's just um yeah you forget these little things that you captured um so yeah I, I love them i think they're great and 100 percent, i'll keep on using mine i think they're great little devices um where, where, where do you sit on the, the wacky gimbal webcam oh the webcam they just released the other day i should be getting one hopefully to test um i don't know uh i think from my point of view there's an obvious story here which is is it better than the studio display camera um because because this kind of it's got this kind of gimbal thing built into it built into it hasn't it so it's got kind of proper physical stage um what, what do they call it on center stage on uh, center on, stage yeah on, on apple stuff it's got a proper thing camera that swings around rather than doing it in software um and it, if it's 4K... Well, it's, it's, it looks like the top half of a DJI pocket, or Osmo yeah. pocket, as they used to be called. Did you ever see one of those? Did, did you ever yeah. have one of those? Didn't have one, but I, yeah, no, I know what you mean. 
Someone, I've, I've got one of those, the, the original one. I haven't got the Pocket 2. Um, and it looks practically identical. So if you've ever seen a DJI Osmo Pocket or Pocket 2, it is just the tiny little gimbal at the top of that, but without the, the stick. Yeah. Um, and it's a webcam. Yeah. You're not impressed though, are you? I, I think it'd be wonderful for a lot of people. I don't, I don't need one personally. Although, I mean, having said that, so obviously I'm using a, an old Sony bridge camera, an RX10, going into an Elgato Camlink 4K. And it's, it's quite bulky. And, you know, and it's only 1080p. Yeah. So I could see, yeah, I might, that might actually be all right. Although, having said that, my, my I've got my eye on the sort of spiritual successor to my ultrawide. So, you know, I've got this, this it's about five years old now, I think, this mm. HP NV34. Um, but they've got a new one coming out. It's an HP Z40C G3, which is a 40-inch 5K 2K. But that has got the same sort of pop-up webcam that this one has got. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which admittedly stopped working with Mac OS circa Big Sur, I think, for some reason, if you recall. I always used to use the camera built yeah. into this display, and then I had to switch to this this wacky solution up here. Um, but that's got a, an adjustable 4K webcam that, that stows within the body of the display. So when you nice. need it, it's sort of spring-loaded. You just tap it, and it pops up, and then when you're done, it goes away. Hmm. So, yeah, although you, you can't, but they, they announced it at CES, so way back at the start of the year, and you still can't buy it anywhere. Weird. Um, so I don't know, must be supply. Chip shortage, possibly, yeah. Did you ever reach out to them? I did, yeah, never heard, never heard anything never back. Heard, never heard anything back from the HP. Good one, HP, well Not done. Not a sniff, yeah. Well, maybe my um, new PR so, person can sort that out. Yeah, so, so the, the Insta360 link, I can't, I can see how... I th- I think the footage from it, being that it's 4K and knowing what I know from other Insta360 products, I think the software will be good. I think the quality of the product will be good. It'll absolutely do what it says on the tin. Is it worth 400 quid? Not for me personally, I don't think. But yeah, if you want a gimbal, a gimbal webcam, yeah, sure, why not? And also, if if it's a hard sell for Apple people now, isn't it? Or it will become September, October, whenever all the, um, the Mac OS Ventura and everything else goes live. Because at that point, we can then take our iPhones and just use those as webcams via the continuity stuff. Well, you, you can do that already, though, can't you? Because you've got camo, you've got the detail. Yeah. Uh, the various things that allow you to use it. What, what I thought might have been the game changer was that desk view that you get with continuity camera where it uses the ultra wide lens and yep. does some magic to give you just like a straight down view. But have you seen some of the early footage? I have, yeah. It basically, you know, unless the thing that you want to see is dead flat on the desk and every time your fingers come into the stage, you get like ET fingers. because <laughs> Really that. long, aren't they? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just the, the crazy, you know, stuff that they have to do to take hmm. the very edge of that ultra wide lens and make it flat um i can see that having a camera that physically moves because that's that's the thing with the the insta360 link is it, the whole uh camera module can be looking physically down yeah at not you know at 90 degrees to your or you know it, it you'll get a much truer 
image. Yeah. And it's also got quite a cool whiteboard feature. Not that I tend to present from a whiteboard very much, but if you're the kind of person that does, it's got these four sensors that you can put in the corner of something. And then it's got like an AI mm. detecting like gesture. So you can say, you know, give it the, give it the thumbs up or whatever the gesture is. And then it will zoom in on that thing that you've attached yeah. the sensors to and then and stay fixed there which is quite cool really clever so it's a very it's a very cool product I, I i wish i needed one because i think it's i think it looks great i just i can't think of a time i would use it i think i'd use it personally i think i think the biggest market for it you've probably hit on just then really is online courses people who or people are coaching and doing stuff like that you know for, for instance it, it would have been brilliant for my medium webinar a couple of uh, month or so ago um although i don't i don't use whiteboards and stuff for that but i can imagine if i did if i was the sort of person who did coaching for a living and had a whiteboard behind me it'd be a godsend for that and particularly the, you know the image quality as well fantastic so may, maybe that's the market they're going for who knows but um i'm going to get one hopefully and, and, and try it out so i'll definitely report back um Right, so let's get on to the main event, which is the Nothing Phone 1, um, which I've just realised isn't on the desk. Which oh, is hang on, before we get on to the Nothing Phone Sorry, 1, yeah. I just need to do a bit of a recap on you know, following that chat we had with Max Tech. Oh, yes, yeah. The, the, the very, did you, have you followed some of the recent content? Bits of it, yeah. I've not had much time to watch all of it, but I've, a couple of things. I know, I know that um, he did, Vadim did come on and say hands up i think i've you know there's a few things we could have done slightly better here which was quite nice to see um i think like you've mentioned here they, they acknowledged didn't they in a couple of their videos that they've, yeah, they've taken the criticism on board basically yeah that, that was it really this that the, they they've definitely heard what the internet had to say and gone, okay you didn't like that sorry yeah. we you know we, we stand by what we said but we, you know, we'll, we'll approach things differently moving yeah. forward I think what was interesting, I think it wasn't, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> I'm a fairly you know, a quieter voice compared to the likes of Rene Ritchie and some others, but I think it was the fact that so many people had an issue with the way they'd approached it from a reporting perspective. I think that probably took them by surprise. I think they're used to having their legion of fans who kind of jump in and say, yeah, good on you, the Apple are terrible, etc. Actually, there was this other noise that kind of crept up, and um, I think the fact he came on this show came on the channel that was quite a big moment i think really for, for us but also for, for for him to a degree i think um he was very humble wasn't he very um as you'd expect really you know, people people aren't their youtube personalities you know they don't run around shouting all the time and um talking like that but uh it, yeah no that, yeah, that was really not i'm really glad we had the opportunity mm. to do that because in real life so to speak or i mean i guess there was still probably a bit of uh you know character going on but yeah he's very he's very different to talk to in a regular conversation than his persona on yeah. the channel so that was really nice yeah i really enjoyed that i do i do need to say thank you to gavin rich neil gilroy and michael flaherty who were the only three people in the comments section on that video who acknowledged that i was also in it <laughs> <laughs> literally well, every other comment was good on you too <laughs> <laughs> well the, the only person the, the only people that actually said it in fairness i bet a lot of people thought it but didn't comment but um no, it was nice to see that, wasn't it? Yeah. Most people just couldn't believe what you looked like. Everyone was surprised. I don't know what, what they were expecting, but this is what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's a funny place, the internet, isn't it? Uh, right. Nothing phone one. Let's talk about it before we sign off. Um, mine isn't anywhere to be seen, actually. It's over there somewhere. Um, but uh, you've got one. You got yours before me. 
No, I, like, can you can you go and get yours? Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, I've got a black one, and you have got the white one. Haven't oh, you? You got the, I didn't realize you had the black one. Okay, give me two seconds. Yeah. Right, here's mine. Oh. Ah, that's nice actually in black, isn't it? I like it. I really, I really like it in black. I was, I was all about the white one, and then you could only get that in the tier up, couldn't you? You could. That's right. So you can only get the base model with the 128 gig storage, which is, which is all the storage I need really currently. Um, you can only get it in black, and so I was a bit like, oh, do I want to pay an extra fifty quid to get it in white? I don't think I do. Well, I, when it arrived, I was pleasantly surprised. I think I actually like it more than the white one. Yeah, it's nice. Now that I've seen it in the flesh. Yeah. We need to talk about your pre-order experience, though, because uh, you had quite a, a rough time, didn't you? Yes. I, mean, I obviously, well, it, I'm a tech enthusiast. I'm a, I'm a tech enthusiast. I follow all the tech. I, like, I watch the keynotes and, you know, I, I follow this stuff. And so, obviously, when Carl Pay of... of you know, former OnePlus fame says he's going to make a new phone. You kind of like, you sit up and listen. Um, and so he did the sort of teaser chat a few months ago. And I think we talked about it on here where he basically showed us some shapes and said, give us some money. He was, did like a sort of, yeah. said, look, we've, we've raised $150 million in, you know, in capital, but uh, we, we want to give you the chance to invest, which I was quite skeptical about. I was just like, what have you, are you not, if, 10 mil short or, or, or what we know what's going on why <laughs> but you know for whatever reason he put it out there that people might like to give him some money um so i was skeptical about that and then there was the the actual launch event which was all right a lot of a lot of hype a lot of that you know just blah 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 yeah. you know we're gonna this is gonna revolutionize the smart phone and you know you, you got to see through all that it's all, it's all nonsense but what was quite interesting about that event was that they revealed halfway through that it was actually being filmed on nothing phones right yep did you did you see the i event? didn't know that actually no but um doesn't surprise me yeah so their actual launch event which is which is very steve jobs he would do yeah. that quite a lot wouldn't he like that that infamous demonstration when they first put wi-fi Yes. In. Yeah. And he just picked it up and took it across the stage and yeah. there's audible gasps from everyone in the audience as he was still connected to the internet just wandering around the stage. It was one of those it wasn't quite on that level, but it was still like, Oh, okay. Well played, Carl. Yeah. You filmed your own launch event on your device. Okay, that's pretty good. But um yeah, I don't I as as part of that process you could um or, or prior to that you had the opportunity to put down a £20 deposit and be first in line. And they kind of gamified the the, the, the process of pre-ordering it. So you placed your pre-order and then you were number X in the queue. But if you referred some other people, you could get bumped up the queue. And some folks on the Discord very kindly helped me out. Thank you, if you're listening. Um, and I was basically, I ended up in the first 1,000 because yep. of our friends on the on the Discord really did me a solid and, and just, you know, signed got up themselves, there. got other people to sign up. It was epic. So I get my pre-order code during the launch event that they filmed on their phones. Um, I went to order it. Everything went through. It was fine. 
And I got my confirmation email. And then minutes later, I got an email saying your order's been cancelled. And I was like, okay, bit weird. Something's gone wrong. Uh, no, no worries. I will, I'll just go and put it through again. But I couldn't because my pre-order, it had eaten my, my, my pre-order code. So I could place an order as a norm, you know, just as anyone else who hadn't gone to the trouble of putting down a £20 deposit and, you know, getting people to shill it online to get bumped up the queue. And the, the reason I wanted to do that was to get it early. So I could have got it on the 17th of July. And, you know, if you just turned up without having done that, you'd get it at some point after the 26th of July. However, they also opened a pop-up kiosk in Covent Garden starting from the 16th. So even if any everything had gone fine, I, I could have not bothered with any of that, just gone to Covent Garden and picked one up there. Uh, they were also available uh, in-store at Selfridges from really? the 18th. I didn't know that. Um, and you could pre-order from Amazon and get it on the 21st. Yeah. So it was just, a, it was a complete waste of time and I, they still haven't sorted it out. So I spoke to, must've been, I spoke to several customer service reps over, over a number of days, all who, all of whom said, oh yeah, yeah, we'll sort that out. We'll, we'll call you back. Don't worry. Not one of them did. Um, and then more recently, cause I just want to get my, my 20 quid deposit back now. Um, every time I, I, every time I phone their customer service line, I get through to a, a chap called James. So I don't know what's going on. I keep getting, I just, it's, I don't know what, what the, what the odds are. I don't know how many people they've got in there. Probably just one from the sounds of it. Well, well, no, cause I, cause I spoke to lots of people previously. Okay. And then every time I get James. through now, I seem, I seem to get through to a chap called James. Maybe James um, is the only one left. He might be, but lovely chap completely understands my position it was like well yeah it's rubbish but i can't do anything about it uh so yeah he's very very so their customer service is very nice i think they're they're sort of hamstrung a by the volume of inquiries because it's a new phone there's a lot of hype people are very excited about it uh, and also they just haven't quite ironed out their customer service so I've, i'm i'm confident that they will sort it out eventually but that yeah it's, it's been several weeks now and it's been a bit of a painful process so it was more difficult than it should have been to get it in the first place I was annoyed that the base model didn't come in the white colour that they had put everywhere, because in all the pre-release shots, all over the, the social medias, it was all the, the cool sort of space spaceship. It looked like it, you know, just it, 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 it had come off a spaceship, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it's very futuristic. And I mean, I'm a sucker for white phones. What have I got here? That's so as my uh, what's that? It's a Lumia Nine Twenty, oh, nice. I think. Yeah, white. Very white nice. phone but a lumia what's that one that's also a lumia with the white. Oh, i've got loads of them i've got loads i i love a white phone however they start the nothing phone starts at 399 pounds and if you want it in that white color you've got to pay 449 pounds and you get an extra 128 gigs of storage for that i was like do i want to pay 50 quid for the white colour and double the storage. I don't think I do. So I begrudgingly went for the black one. As I say, I, I ended up pre-ordering it on Amazon, who got it to me sooner than nothing themselves could. Brilliant. Um, and I've been pleasantly surprised. I've, I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I think it's a great phone. But I think what's interesting about it is it's just a great phone. The, the flashing lights and stuff are all right. 
um, they're a bit. I think MKBHD pointed this out that you have to remember to put your phone face down, don't you, to to have any benefit, have any kind of use of them. But um, they're just they are. It's it's a gimmick. I, I think old Carl will keep telling us that it's like you say, revolutionising the phone industry you know, until he's is um he goes mad but i think it's just, it's just a it's just a way of getting a bit of attention on it which which works it's worked big time uh, despite all that pre-ordering stuff I, I could have bought mine from amazon i had no idea until i think you mentioned it um after i'd pre-ordered it from their website um, and it would have turned up two or three days earlier so that yeah. was annoying but all that all that aside it, it is a great phone actually um it's pretty quick uh, you know, it's, it's an earlier version of the Snapdragon, isn't it? I think it's not the the latest version, from what I understand. Yeah, so so it's not it's not the whatever it was. It's the eight 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 something, not eight not the something. Gen one. Anyway, um, but that doesn't really matter because it's got a high refresh rate refresh rate screen, um, and it just feels very snappy. It feels much quicker, oddly enough, uh, than the S twenty two Ultra in the UK, which my video on Friday is all about actually. Um, oh which is going to be interesting. Uh, but I think it's great. It's a, it's a great phone. Um, and it's a budget phone, really. If you get the 399 version, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it sits in the budget category, doesn't it? Um, I've got the Pixel 6a, actually. That arrived yesterday, so I'm going to be testing that as well um, and pitching that against this uh, at some stage. But, um, yeah, it is still just a phone, and it's it's an iPhone, basically. Funny enough, Jen said, that is that an iPhone? She, she didn't. <laughs> give a toss about tech but even she spotted the fact that it just looks like an iphone um it doesn't feel like an iphone it feels a bit cheaper it doesn't feel cheap but it feels slightly lower grade i think than, than the iphone um that's fine it's doesn't cost I, I i would i would dispute that I, it feels lighter and perhaps that maybe is why it feels cheaper because on various occasions so i've got a tw- i've got a 12 pro Mrs. Rob's got a regular 12. And every time she hands me her phone to f- fix something on it, I'm always taken aback by how much lighter it is than the than the Pro. Hmm. The Nothing phone is the same size as a Pro Max, like identical, as in it will actually fit in an iPhone 12 Pro Max case. The buttons are in the wrong place, so you couldn't use it. But it is, for all intents and purposes, exactly the same dimensions as a an iPhone Pro Max. But the... But the but it's the weight of a regular iPhone, so you've mm. got this honking great screen in something that is really easy to pick up and hold. It's I I really like it. More, I made it much more than I was expecting to, yeah. and in spite of all of the trouble that they caused me and the time that my time that they wasted, um, I can't really fault it. <laughs> Do you have you kept the screen protector on? I have, yeah. Because I, I screwed up with that. I, I didn't realise it was a screen protector, and I think I was oh, quite yeah. tired. I started trying to peel it off, thinking it was a, yeah, for the packaging, and uh, realised fairly quickly that it wasn't that. Stopped peeling it off, and then, but then had this really annoying kind of um, bit that wouldn't stick back down again. So um, skanky corner, horrible bit, yeah. And I thought, well, that's no good. Uh, so I, I ordered some um, tempered glass things, which is what I've got on there now. Um, but yeah, that, I just remember, you know, when you start doing something and think, I'm, this isn't right, I shouldn't be doing this. So I googled it, you know, does the Nothing Phone 1 come with a pre-installed um, screen protector? And that's when I realised what, what I'd done. But um, 
yeah, it's a great phone. And as I say, this Friday's video, by the time this goes live, it will be on, on YouTube, is where I pitch it against the S22 Ultra in the UK, which is a terrible, terrible phone. Um, but this one, I'd happily carry on using this. Yeah, happily. same. So, I mean, but so, so it's got, like you say, it's got the previous gen Snapdragon chip, which I think is quite a smart move because it's cheaper it's tried and tested. You know, it doesn't overheat because yep. there are you know, various reports of you know, people being slightly unhappy with the latest Snapdragons because you know they they will they will boost very aggressively to begin with and then quite heavily thermal throttle to just keep everything under control. So although technically they can achieve massive peak performance, not for very long, and then they'll start to throttle back. Um, but it's actually a, it's a custom chipset because the the phones that have used this previously didn't have wireless charging or reverse wireless charging, which this one does, which is quite cool. Yeah. Um, but it's the it's the other components. So it's got uh, LPDDR5 memory. It's got UFS 3.1 storage. Um, the haptics on this thing are lovely. Yeah, they I are. don't know about you, but on yeah. other devices, anything that's not an iPhone, I'll typically turn the haptics off because they kind of feel mushy and, and mm. nasty. They're really good on this. They're great. I was like, say like the same thing. 95% of the way there to iPhone haptics, I think. Yeah. Um, the display is fantastic. It is, yep. Just that 120 hertz refresh rate is, is glorious. They can actually hit 1200 nits peak brightness for for HDR content but in, in regular use it'll hit 500 nits i think hmm. it, unless you've got auto brightness on so if you've maxed it out and you've got auto brightness on and you go out somewhere sunny it will actually go up to about 700 nits anyway more of the story is super bright display it's really yep. really nice um as proper 10 bit panel as well um with a with the consistent bezels yes yeah. so arguably the most important thing in a budget phone is going to be the display, and they've nailed it because mm. it's lovely to look at. It's got a 240 hertz um, touch sampling rate, so it, it responds very quickly. It displays content in glorious color, plenty of brightness with a very fast refresh rate. Um, it delivers an experience that is way in excess of its £399 price. Massive. Bearing in mind, that's that's pretty much half the price of an iPhone 13. Yeah. Yep. And it's you know similar money to an iPhone SE. Yeah. It wipes the floor with an iPhone SE. Yep. Don't you think? Oh, massively, yeah. It's it's one of the best budget smartphones. Because if, if you go to, to Samsung, for instance, and get one of their budget smartphones, they're great. You know, those, the, the A series, they're, they're great phones. But they're always a bit cheap feeling and a bit... A bit rubbish in one way or another this doesn't yeah, so, so I, I my my dad's got an a53 and it's it's sluggish it's horrible it's a really unpleasant experience so i mean I, in all of their marketing to date they've really rather than been rather than pitching themselves as you know a, a new premium mid-range android they've been pitching themselves as an alternative to iphones mm. so i think if you are an iphone user that is getting a bit bored of ios wants to try something new wants something that feels familiar in the hand because it is essentially the same dim <laughs> dimensions as a pro max um but want to try out a genuinely pleasant android 12 experience for not a lot of money i think it should be top of your list 
I completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. Even the camera is pretty good. Um, I know you've had some issues with uh, slow for, shutter speeds, haven't you? For, for, for still shots, if you're taking a shot of something that is not moving or landscapes or, you know, st- still life kind of stuff, it it's fine. Yeah. It's very good, in fact. Um, it's no good for taking photos of, of kids running around being hectic. That's a shame. I mean, maybe so they I mean, can I've, fix that. Maybe that's a, a software fix. Who knows? Well, so I mean, I've sideloaded GCam. So you know, you, you've, you're familiar with GCam. You, yep. can, you can get the Google camera app that is on Pixel phones and you can sideload it on other phones. So if you go on uh, XDA developers, there are various people that do this. And so I've got GCam on there and that, that gets you some of the way there. It does make it slightly better. Mm. But I don't know that most people are going to want to do that, really. No. It'd be better if it just did it out of the box. Yeah, that's that's the only downside, I think. Really, um, battery's good. I've not about you, but I've not had any issues with the battery. I, I typically finish the day with forty to fifty percent on, yeah. and it's my main phone, so my SIM cards in it. Yeah. Um, I've installed all the apps that I use every day on it. Yeah, it's great, and I am loving it. I mean, in terms of, the, the, I guess the thing, if you were wanting to use it more long term, things that you would be concerned about a like long-term support it's obviously a new company True. i mean they've had a lot of money so i don't think they're going to be going anywhere soon and i think it's generally been well received this phone and their their wireless earbuds before that were generally well received but they're going to get i think they've said you're going to get three years of android updates so it should see you through yep. to android 15 and four years of security updates which is pretty good. nice isn't it yeah it's got a lot uh, going for it, hasn't it? Well, and it's you, you. You know, you sort of alluded to other phones. You've got your Pixel Six A's and yeah, yeah, Samsung A series, and I don't know, like the OnePlus Nord and stuff. None of those really bring everything together in such a pleasant experience. So that no. the trade-offs that they've made are: it's not IP rated to any degree. Although the reason for that is because they didn't want to pay to get that certification because it would it would add an additional fifteen dollars of cost. Yeah. Because, so it's it's quite an expensive thing to do. And the thing is, is these things, these kind of devices are made to such low tolerances, and they're all glued together. I'm pretty sure if you dropped it in the sink or the toilet, or I think it'd be fine. Case, yeah, I think it'd be fine. Um, and the thing is, is the IP ratings are only for fresh water aren't they so, you know, it doesn't it's not the same in salt water or heavily no, chlorinated no. water so if you dropped it in the sea or the swimming pool you're not going to get quite the level of protection that you might believe so i think you know waterproofing is is largely nonsense anyway so that so that's one of the things that they skimped on is they didn't get the certification although it may or may not be more waterproof than it looks on paper the other thing is the the speaker the speakers are awful. Have you, I've not really have experienced you, them yet, to be fair. I've not actually tried them out. To yeah, any degree. try, try. It's just about adequate for speakerphone. Wow, we're we're one one hour twenty minutes into this. That's oh a, crikey! Is that a record? Well, There's probably a lot of a lot of stuff you can no, not at all. cut out. I mean, in fairness, we're we're three three weeks late, so there's lots of stuff. That's to talk true. About. There's lots to talk about, isn't absolutely. there? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll have to sign off there, and uh, I think we will return next week because I because I have all these holidays backed up. <laughs> I'm going away again the week after next, so um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll 
perhaps return next week, I think, and, and uh, pick up where, where we left to, off. Are you going to put it out? Are you going to put it out next week, or are we going to record it next week and then put oh, it that's out? That's a good question. Your, I, I guess no, because you'll be away and travelling and stuff. So we're going to. Well, that might work. Maybe I should do that. We, we do need to get back to our, our two week cadence, don't we? That's the that's what people that's expect, it. Rob. People are expecting the two weeks. That's a very good point. Maybe I should do that. But we'll, we'll, whatever happens, we'll record it next week, and it will either arrive next Saturday or the week after. We'll see. See what happens. But um, yeah, uh, we're done. I think, aren't we? We've done well, everything. Uh, I, th- I think I, I need to make a closing statement on the Nothing phone, Go. which is that I could see myself using this as my daily driver long term if it weren't for my inability to take pictures of my hectic children. And in the absence currently of a viable wearable, which might change next year with the Pixel Watch, but at the moment... I'm not sure that there's anything that could deliver me quite the Apple Watch level of experience. So this this phone gives me an iPhone level of of of, use, of enjoyment. It's a it's it's a nice thing to hold. It's a nice yep. thing to look at, and it delivers a lovely experience. So I could genuinely use it. So it's the the absence of a wearable, the slight issue with the with the camera, and then there's just some other niggles. Um, what was it? I use my iPhone as my Apple TV remote. Oh, there yeah, is, I do there's as well. No way, there's yeah. no way to do that. We that do I'm the same aware thing. Of. Um, iMessage or you know, lack thereof is a real issue. But have you signed up for the beeper wait list? Um, I don't think I did actually. No, no. But you I, want to get on that um, because yeah, there's, there's obviously the sooner you get on it, the sooner you'll be able to play with it. So Beeper is an app that allows you, if you've got an, an always, a Mac that's always on, which you've got about 12, uh, you can essentially run a server on your Mac that captures your iMessages and then you can do your iMessage on, on Android. So uh, yeah, that's okay. I'll, put some, I'll, I'll link to all of this stuff. I'll put the links in the show Definitely, notes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all this to say, what I really want is a Pro Max size iPhone with 120 hertz refresh rate that weighs the same as a regular iPhone. That's what I want, which we might get. So I, I, well, all this to say, I imagine I'm going to use this until the rumoured iPhone 14 Plus or iPhone, you know, the, 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 the non-pro big iPhone. I think that's probably what I need. I think you're so right. So we'll see. Well, Tim will be listening to this. So, uh, Tim, get your <laughs> skates on. Get it sorted. <laughs> right. Cheers, Rob. Yeah, see ya. See ya.